to Thirst for Knowledge Podcast, episode 22. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. And today on the episode, we have a special Halloween edition. Yay! Spooky. Yeah, so we are talking local urban legends in the New England area. Most specifically like Massachusetts with a hint of some of the other New England states, but... We're all pretty much from Central Mass, so most of our knowledge comes from that general area. And we're going to go over some crazy stuff like Spidergate Cemetery and other crazy things like the Hoosick Tunnel, known as the Bloody Tunnel, and maybe the creepy Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was fun to research and talk about. I hope this scares you. As much as it scared me. (laughs) Enjoy! Enjoy! about pedonka wood what wood what are they called wood 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 pucks wood do dunks well it's um it's fall in new england currently and that's where we live what does that mean that, that means halloween halloween's right around the corner yeah when this podcast comes out halloween will be a week away oh shit this podcast will be released one week before halloween exactly James, what are you going to be for Halloween? I don't know yet. Did we talk about it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be for Halloween yet. I haven't even really thought about it. Mm. (laughs) Oh, I remember what I was going to be. It's going to be a surprise. Okay, good. So we're all surprising each other. Yeah, we're all surprising each other. If I do this, yeah, you guys will all know what it is. You'll be like, ha, 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 ha. Okay. So maybe I'll do that. Yeah. You'll know mine instantly. There's no guesses here. Oh, yeah. Same with mine. It's straightforward. Yeah. I might do what I was thinking. But then Gina wants, if Gina wants to do like some sort of couple costume again, it kind of like limits the fun out of it. You know? It does limit your choices when yeah. you do a couple's costume. Yeah. Plus, you both have to agree on it. Yeah. All this and that. <laughs> <laughs> Which comes with its own <laughs> challenges. Yeah. Tribulations. Yeah. I want to be a guy with no legs, but dildo. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Listen uh. hear me out. We're going to cut my legs off. We're going to duct tape two huge dildos to it, okay? We'll be dildo leg guy. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 I mean, we're, we're, we're talking Halloween, though, now, because this is the Halloween special. This is, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, big old, big old episode twenty-two, Halloween spectacular. Spooky, spooky, indeed. Uh, so, when we were in high school, there was a couple instances where we were talking about going out to some of these haunted areas in our in our neighborhoods. Yeah, like in the neighboring towns, and kind of like what we were talking about when you were talking about before. 
it was around the time where we everybody was getting their licenses we had access to automobiles so we were able to kind of venture out beyond like just a couple miles of our town exactly and start to explore a little bit more yeah we're getting off our bikes we're getting into cars yeah. you know this is like getting onto drugs yeah exactly mid to late high school early college you know years or whatever mm-hmm. and you know we live in a pretty um pretty Urban big rich a, a, no <laughs> a pretty big area for halloween celebrations and you know haunted folklore sure. and like um so we grew up in central massachusetts which is really close to salem where you have the right. whole witch trial stuff it's Absolutely. like the oldest parts of the country with some of the that was a eyeball popping off of a skeleton that's sitting on the desk right now <laughs> creepy yeah so um there's a lot of urban legends and folklore that we would hear about when we were growing up about different cemeteries and different areas and, and tunnels and rocks and things and like weird old settler settler stuff and native american curses and like indeed yeah there, there's so much rich topic for um or rich stuff for this topic in new england essentially I mean, you go downtown passing some of these cemeteries like if you look at some of those gravestones man they're like fucking late 1700s early 1800s like even even like late 1600s fucking too. shit is yeah. old yeah. yeah and they look legit they're like those old skinny ass gravestones that you'd buy at like the store it's fucking creepy yeah. man yeah it's, yeah i mean old, old oldest part of the country right like for the most yeah. part you know pretty much um at least from like the english settlers and and all that kind of stuff when you when you think of it from that standpoint there's a a graveyard in lexington where i work and it's called the ye old cemetery and there's legit like 1600 yeah there's like fucking whole families dying like the same day from like tuberculosis mm-hmm. and shit <laughs> it's crazy, it's crazy man. <laughs> yeah it's messed yeah, up young timmy <laughs> yeah but no they have legit like skulls and crossbones on them and they yeah it's pretty cool there, there was this one place that we used to talk about called uh, Blood Blood Forest. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's in, I, I believe it's in Lancaster, Mass. Yeah. Yep. And this was something that we always talked about, like, in high school, about going to. And um, there was, like, these old legends of, like, there was, like, a young couple who was camping out in Blood Forest, and they were, like, brutally murdered. Um there was another like spooky story about um this uh this guy who donated the land to the town was like a uh, like a unstable like serial murderer and he was like oh killing the townspeople and hanging their bloody bodies like in the forest um yeah see i remember that like some version of that story where um yeah there was like you could see bodies hanging from the trees like so if you went to blood forest at a certain time of night or whatever when it was dark out and you'd like be looking in the trees you could see like ghostly images of people's bodies hanging from the trees and that stuff um and have you ever been i did go yeah yeah so i had a i had a group of friends that i was hanging out with that we really got into that kind of thing actually i think of there's been a few different friend groups where we kind of ventured out and and did some of these like visiting 
um, old, you know, spooky sites or whatever. And Blood Forest was one of them. We didn't go deep into the forest. We, I mean, at the time, you're in high school. You're you not like you're chicken, li- huh? You're a little bit daring, but like, so we would get out. Like, I when we went to Blood Forest, I don't. Maybe we got out of the car. Maybe I didn't get out of the car. Like I don't know. But um, it, it was even scary just driving through it at night. Um, but there is like there's like a little plaque that says yeah like blood forest there and you can go and kind of look at that but you're just like looking in the tree i just remember like like looking in the trees like oh man can we see anything (laughs) i remember i went in high school with a bunch of people it was like a whole group like we had three or four cars to go there and like everyone was just like scaring each other you know yeah you started walking down the path and it was like what was that you're like i don't know and you're freaking out (laughs) shit yeah. yeah, it's more of that than like actually seeing anything. Right, obviously. Yeah. Now it's really called Blood Forest, but not because of like the the stories or the urban legends of like people being murdered and hung from trees. Um, the guy who used to own the property, oh, used to own the the woods itself. Yeah. was uh, his name is Arthur Blood. Yep. Yeah, and in 1946, he donated. Um, 125 acres of you know blood forest over to the town of Lancaster. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah. O- over time, obviously, it's called Blood Town Forest. So people start to make up rumors and things, right. and it spreads. And then when you get to that high school age where you're, you know, you're a little daring and you're hearing things and you want to scare yourself, you know, yeah. there's that whole Just adrenaline feel rush. Alive. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you know, you get out in their car and go and drive with your friends and check it out. Yep. Yeah. Is there anyone, any other ones you guys, I mean, you said you were with a friend groups. You used to go and venture down these paths. What what else have you visited? So another one that I remember visiting specifically um, was a place known as the Rev, which is a revolutionary war cemetery. Um, but its real name is Dean Hill Cemetery. Okay. And that... Um, is in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. So I think I, I, I might have went there a couple of times, actually. And then there was only like one time we actually got out of the car and kind of looked at some of the gravestones. But that, at least from what I remember, it was like pretty broken down. Like it's a really old cemetery. I think um, when I was looking it up to see when it was first established, it was in the late 1700s. And it was a, a revolutionary war cemetery for uh, veterans of the war and their families. And I mean, I didn't see anything when I was there, you know, other than like a, some like broken down graves. Like you could tell there was like some, you know, people uh, kind of vandalizing it and everything, which is, sure. sa- which is sad. You know what I mean? You see like this really old piece of American history and it's like being broken down. But it is scary because you hear, like, there was this big rumor <laughs> that, um, like, somebody performed some crazy ritual there and it opened up, like, a portal to another dimension or something oh, like that. Yeah. All right. And I, <laughs> which sounds cool. So, um, I mean, kind of. Yeah. So, sounds- you, when you're thinking about that and you're thinking about, like, all the other weird rumors, um, like, People will say that they've seen revolutionary soldiers with glowing eyes and stuff, or they've heard loud screams and everything. And um, I think 
most of these sightings are reported obviously at night yeah sometime between midnight and like you know the witching hours of like three and four a.m or whatever right like um is that when like the 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 barrier between our realm and the 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 underworld is like it's at its thinnest and spirits and things can kind of cross through and communicate easier I think that's that the whole idea. I, I think it's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, but like a lot of these, um, like places like these old cemeteries and everything, you hear a lot of similar sightings and things, obviously ghosts or there's animal sacrifices or sex rituals and yeah. like mm. all this like crazy stuff that you would expect to happen, um, in, in a place like that, specifically with the Rev, there was other stories of like, a person being burned in the cemetery nearby and you'll like still see the ghost there of that creepy. Oh, you, all right. Are, are you I remember this some now. Of this? Yeah. There, there, Cause I, somebody was like set on fire and burnt alive at the rev. I've, I didn't remember like when I went back and looked at some of the stuff that people were talking about this online, I was like, Oh man, that's right. I do remember these stories. And then some of them were new stuff. Um, like, I did find this one thing that I thought was really freaking funny, but it was a guy who was must be around our age because he said that he used to go here when he was in high school in the early 2000s. And I, I had to actually lift a quote that I want to read for you guys that he said about the Rev, okay? I used to go up... <clears throat> all right. I used to go up there to smoke blunts and drink back in the early 2000s, and I'm surprised to see no one has made any mention of that very creepy gravestone I forget. The lady's name on it and the exact date, but the entry on it went something like, whoever shall read this will be cursed or doomed for life or something crazy like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a real gravestone? That's a real... Dude, fuck I that mean, shit. If I'm stoned and drunk and I'm like just sitting out I'd there by myself. I'd be out. Yeah. Nope. So I saw that guy's comment and then I kind of actually like searched to see if there was anybody that had any information about that particular gravestone. And the only thing that I could find that it was actually a rumor but the the quote is supposed to be, "Ye who stands upon thy grave shall follow." That's even scarier, die. dude. No, that's way scarier. That's way scarier. <laughs> but but there's no ev- nobody's been able to find evidence that that gravestone existed. Uh, but I mean, it's very possible because of the vandalism that happened at that place and like gravestones being knocked over and everything like that. Maybe it did. Maybe somebody stole it. You know. Like I'd steal that. Sh- I don't know if I'd steal that shit. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I don't want to be cursed. <laughs> That's like double cursed, you know. <laughs> right? He who stands on my grave will die. But like, what else do I steal your gravestone, bro? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you're double dead. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking bring you back to life so I can murder you again. I know. Damn, that's horrifying. Yeah. You got any ones, James? And from high school days? I mean, or? I remember in high school we just like on the weekends if we weren't drinking we would just like go and try to do stupid shit and we'd always break into like old ass like buildings that are abandoned mm-hmm. uh, i remember we broke into um the lancaster like old lancaster uh like elementary school was it, sh- it was already like abandoned and shut down and yeah stuff. yeah it's like in the center that shit was horrifying you just like you have to like go into a basement like crawl through a window and then you start walking around and that shit just scares the shit out of you. You just think there's ghosts. Yeah, and, there's, like, there's no demons. lights on in there. No lights on. You hear like just little trickles, like rats and stuff running around. You're like, who's that? And yeah, 
Like, your friends an, try to scare you by like banging something real loud or something course. like that. It's an entirely new environment. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's already creepy by definite, like, yeah. I mean, there was no urban legend behind it, but I mean, basically the only one I did was like blood forest when I was a kid, but we'd always go out into the woods at night and like have fires and stuff and then walking back. Or if the cops came, you'd have to like split and you'd be alone and I'd always be afraid of aliens. Oh Yeah. And like, I'd always be like, I'm, I wasn't worried about Sasquatch. I wasn't worried about like some sort. It's like aliens, dude. This is like when they'll come and get me is when oh I'm alone God. in the woods at night. Yeah. Yeah. Being alone in the woods at night by yourself, especially when you're thinking about all this, <laughs> your mind you know, just scary stuff. Oh yeah. Just it all, it all comes down, man. <laughs> yeah. No, it's horrifying. I always hate that feeling when you're like just a few steps from like wherever you are away like your front door and then you're like oh shit and you like feel like something's gonna come and grab you right before you get in you're like no 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 no, dude i I see that all the time i remember there was this one that we went to and i don't even remember the name of it i just remember the experience it was one of these old cemeteries and there was supposed to be something where you roll up in your car and you have to like flick your lights or something and then that like signals like the ghosts or whatever and then you then you walk to like the graveyard and like i just remember all of us like walking slowly like towards the graveyard at night after like flicking the lights or whatever (laughs) and then we got up to like the graveyard and we're standing there kind of looking around and then we hear something it was definitely nothing sure but we all just fucking freak and (laughs) scatter and run back to like i think one of us (laughs) jumps through the car it doesn't even open the car door you just jump into the car through the open window (laughs) so dude like broke another kid's knee like sorry bro (laughs) (laughs) oh man but you're like hearts racing the whole time it's dark you only see these gravestones and stuff that's just funny. That's the thing. You want to like, you want to be a little daring. You want to try to prove like you're not scared and that you're tough. Oh, but deep yeah. down, you're fucking horrified. Exactly. <laughs> oh, definitely. At least I was. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one, one that I researched that I I remember hearing about a lot, and we never actually went to, was this place called Spider Gates. Did you guys ever hear about that Spider Gates, yes. Yes. Okay. We almost tried to go there. We did. We definitely did. Yes. I don't know why we didn't end up going, though. Uh, Well, because I'm a little bitch. That's probably for sure. That's that's (laughs) probably part of it. Because I I remember at the time, like, looking it up online and, like, finding, like, a website. There was a creepy website. It was a creepy-ass website, yeah. It was, like, an old, like... GeoCities are like a, uh, definitely like an old like you know before the internet was really the internet. Yes, it's the old days of the internet, or I mean the the middle days of the internet, sure. or whatever. When like websites were kind of crappy, but like you know any Joe Schmo could learn a little bit of HTML and make uh, a website. Spidergates was creepy. Yeah, what was it? So it was this. Um, uh, it's a cemetery that still exists today. And it is a privately owned Quaker cemetery in Leicester, Massachusetts. But it borders Worcester. Because at the time, I knew, like, we were, like, you know, we lived, like, 20, 25 minutes north of Worcester. But we always just thought Spider Gates was in Worcester. Um, But either way, uh, the real name of the cemetery is called Friends Cemetery. Friends? Friends Cemetery, yeah. Scarier than Spider Gates. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it was... Hello, friends. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of freaky. Yeah, um, it's freaky. But uh, it was called Spider Gates because of the the entrance to the place had these iron gates where had a pattern on the gates that were like wavy lines like a like a spider's web hence the name spider gates obviously and the legend was and i remember when somebody told this to me and i was like what the fuck <laughs> wait like, for real for real <laughs> like this is like and i part of me at the time kind of believed it because i'm you know whatever but it was supposed to be yes that's right it was there was this crazy thing where you had to like go through like you got deeper and deeper into the cemetery and you went through a series of gates and then once you got to that last gate that would open a portal portal to hell essentially shit yeah um but then when you actually look up the story and see like what this place is it's like oh there's not even like that many gates in the cemetery no there's like three right or some there's like one main gate to the cemetery and that's it but in when somebody was telling me the story like before i actually looked it up online i'm picturing this gigantic old cemetery with like mausoleums and like something that you would see like in a big old cemetery with a ton of gravestones and you just get deeper and deeper into the center of the cemetery and you're plunging through the series of gates and as you're getting deeper into the gates things just get like older and more rickety and like there's crazy gnarly trees and you keep going and going and going and then you get to that last gate and then you're fucking hell man hell demons and shit uh but it's not like that at all (laughs) it's much more like a friend's cemetery (laughs) yeah um the other the other thing is that um there is only one gate there the other legend is that but there's also seven other gates located throughout the country of the United States. And if you enter through all, all of, of those gates with the spider gates being the last one, that will open the portal to hell or whatever. Oh, shit. Let's do it. <laughs> but I don't know what those other are gates those are. Those are like other Quaker cemeteries? I have no clue. I couldn't find any information about what those other okay. gates were, where they're located. Let's say like, the Quakers are evil fucks, huh? It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. So, um,. I can't, like to kind of like set the the uh, the scene for like Spider Gates and what it actually looks like to try. I mean, you can go online, you can look it up and see pictures of what it looks like, but it is kind of a you know spooky place. You know, it's an old Quaker cemetery, and it's kind of hard to find too. This might have been one of the other reasons why we didn't get to it when we were younger, mm. because um, it's not really like marked well. Um, you have to go down this old dirt road called oh, Earl fuck. Street. I know, dude. Old dirt roads. Like that's <laughs> that's where, that's where you start, yeah. But it's called Earl Street. And then once you get there, there's like a like a one of those gates that would be like at a park yeah. that like kind of closes it off or whatever. And so now you have to go on foot and then you have to walk down this path on foot nope. into the woods. Into so the woods? Yeah, so and it's there's brush and everything, and you have to kind of like go, walk all the way through that until you actually get to the gate. So there's a cemetery just in the woods. Yes, 
What? Yeah. The so it's shit? an old it's an old Quaker cemetery that it was probably easier to get to back in the day, but now you have to like drive your car, park it at like a trailhead almost, and now you have to walk to the cemetery. And if you were going to do this at night when you're supposed to to see shit, that's another reason why you probably didn't do it. It's horrifying. Yeah. So once you once you walk through and you get to the gate, there's rumored that there's an eight foot tall gatekeeper <laughs> who's watching over Is the it place. A Sasquatch? Very. Sasquatch is a little taller, but <laughs> I think around 10, I think they were talking about it last night. Yeah. And, and the legend goes that if the gatekeeper believes that you have good intentions, the gate will be open and you can walk freely in the cemetery. But if he believes that you have bad intentions, the gates will be closed. And in that case, you'll have to jump over the stone wall to get inside the cemetery. You'll have to fight that man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you fight that guy, that eight foot tall guy. Yeah. So, so basically, they're allowing people with pure souls to come in and slip into the seventh circle of hell. I don't get it, man. I don't <laughs> it's know. Fucking weird. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. There's there's all sorts of weird <laughs> things. So the other thing is that there's this large oak tree that um, people have claimed to see like a rope hanging from the tree. Of course, like somebody, yeah, somebody got hung there, and it's known as the hanging tree. Mm. Um, but if you actually look up pictures of that tree, it's like a pretty cool, gnarly looking tree. Yeah. You know, I could see where, you know, you would think that some quality weird, branches for hanging. Yeah. Corp, you know, good, quality. Uh, yeah. Good, good quality corpse, bran- <laughs> corpse hanging branch. Yeah. <laughs> and like there's other like parts of the cemetery that are like kind of um, like got weird things attached to it. Like there's one spot that's kind of raised up. A little bit and there's no grass growing there and they call that the altar where supposed satanic Damn, rituals and murders and hauntings and things happened on the altar obviously mm. yeah there's a lot of shit going on over there there is i want to go check it out now no i know it's it, it looks like during it's actually day. pretty oh yeah if we go we're I'm going not crazy the day. all yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> um and Obviously, there's been like other crazy phenomena that they've seen around the place, like more satanic rituals, white ooze seeping from the ground, uh, crazy roaring sounds, people committing suicide over there. Sorry. Okay, so after you get past the altar and everything, like the next like weird thing that you might see is uh, like this row of gravestones with coins on the tops of the graves. What? And... Uh, there's this whole weird thing where how I mentioned earlier when you roll up and you go down Earl Street to get to like the entrance of the cemetery there's a grave there uh, that is the grave of Marmaduke Earl which Marmaduke. that 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 road is named Earl. after him oh really yeah Marmaduke Earl and the 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 story goes that if you walk around his headstone ten times at midnight and say, while you're saying Marmaduke speak to me and then press your ear against the stone, he will talk to you. What do they say? I have no clue. I don't know. Get out of my cemetery. <laughs> Go on out, get. <laughs> or you, you'll open the gate to hell. I'm I'm really not sure. That's pretty cool. Wait, so let's go back to these coins here. I know. Where are the coins? I want to know where the gold's at. The coins are coming (laughs) into play next. So, a treasure hunt. Yeah, so the last aspect of the cemetery is that um, you might hear a stream nearby or some kind of water running. So when you go to the back of the cemetery, there's actually a brook back there, and it's rumored to be the River Styx. 
Okay. Mm. Oh come on. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole the whole fucking thing. A fucking Greek mythological fucking thing that in that, Massachusetts. That is correct. <laughs> and why the coins are there is those are the people who uh, are for the people who are paying the ferrymen. What to, Karen to get to the other side? Oh come on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Gotta get those coins and bring them home. And <laughs> silver coins in there. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, how old are these coins, man? Yeah. No, exactly. They're probably coins from people who go and yeah. check out this, and they're just like leaving them there, like right. to add to the story and everything. But it's weird how you like. So in this small cemetery, you've got the gates it's to a hell. Lot of stuff. You've got an altar. You've got the hanging tree. You've got Marmaduke's Earl, who's yeah. going to speak to you. <clears throat> and then in the back room, you've got freaking the River Styx, apparently. That could be like a whole movie, man. I we know. Could, There's uh, a lot of detail in that. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. I didn't, like, I had only originally heard the thing about the gate to hell and all that stuff. I And then when I started looking back, I, you know, went through a, a bunch of different websites that all had people who had visited, taken pictures, talked about the legends, all that kind of stuff. Mm. It does look like it's a pretty neat place to visit, actually. Sure. Dang. I want to know about this Bur- Bridgewater Triangle you were telling me about earlier. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You want to know about the Bridgewater I Triangle, want to know. Huh? I heard something about snakes, giant snakes, and I heard... There's s- toad men. Toad but men? What was that image you pulled up the other earlier? Oh, dude, that was of the wood devil. The, the wood, wood devil. devil. The wood devil, yeah. So, um, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get there. You're not ready. I'm not ready yet. I don't know if you guys are ready yet. I don't think I'm ready. My brain's a little mushy from that last one. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about creepy streets. Yeah. Have you guys been to Dudley Road in Billerica, Massachusetts? No. I have been to Billerica a few times. I don't know if I've been on Dudley Road. Though. I don't know if my boy lives on Dudley Road or not. Okay. So this is something that I've actually been to. Okay. This is something that I've actually, I've gone to at night. Does this have anything to do with Yankee Doodle? Because I know that's where Yankee Doodle was invented, was Bill Ricca, right? Was it really? And they have some crazy Yankee Doodle festi- festival every year. What? Like Macaroni Dude? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. F- he called it Macaroni. <laughs> yeah, they, what? Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing, dude. I, I used to work with a guy who um, was from Bill Ricca, and he was very proud of his town and used to tell me about it. Yankee Doodle. About Yankee Doodle? Yeah. That's fun fact. Jeez. Uh, Dudley Road. This was, I went to this, uh, it must have been like 2011, maybe. Okay. So, no, quite a few years ago. Yeah. Um, went to it at night. Group of, you know, group of friends just wanted to get scared. Of you course. know, see what, see what, see what all the, the hype is about. Um, so Dudley Road is, it's this road in Belrica, supposedly. Um, like the, you know, the highway to hell, it's like this really like creepy, it starts off as a paved road and then it turns into a dirt road. Okay. I think from what I remember, uh, but it's very narrow. It's a fucking narrow ass road. Is there houses on it? There are, there are some houses on it, but there's also a lot of woods. There's like streetlights, mm-hmm. like as minimum, like one every, I don't know. 50 to 100 feet like yeah. very very so scattered kind of dark kind of shadowy and creepy so when it's paved is it wider and then does it like go down or is it pretty narrow the whole way if you remember 
Like you can't fit two cars side by side. Kind My of. memory's not. It's not. I want to say it was narrow through and through, but okay, I mean, yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but it, anyway, it was a pretty narrow street. Yeah. Yeah. And we walked up to this place, and it looked like it looked like an old like church kind of like like uh like a Sunday school grounds kind of thing and the gates were locked and you kind of walk past and there's like this creepy old like tree mm. kind of there you know like one fit for hanging bodies of course yeah, good yeah. quality yeah. You know? it's hanging brain typical <laughs> spooky place uh, right. hanging tree yeah. um we were we were kind of walking down and I don't remember if this was part of the story that somebody was telling me or if this actually happened to us. Okay. It's, it's the lines <laughs> blurs are blurs together. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know if we were having car trouble uh, or if maybe whoever was operating the vehicle was just fucking with us yep. or uh. what. It's hard to hard to discern between the two. Um, but we, we ended up getting out of the car and walking around, and then we ended up spending some time in the woods. Um, so the the legend goes that in Dudley Road, there was a few things that kind of happened there, a few events. One of them was there were uh, some nuns in the this church that was nearby that was practicing witchcraft. All right. I okay. like it. You know, classic Massachusetts. Witchcraft nuns, yep. You know, and townspeople found out. Basically, burned them without trial or anything like that. They basically just uh, they hung them from the you know that quality that hanging the, tree, that, the hanging yep. tree. Yep. Okay. Um. Uh. At years later, there was a, an inmate in an insane asylum uh, that was nearby that uh, had escaped. Of course. And now, is this a real thing or is this like legend? Or I is couldn't. It? I couldn't find any information if this was actually a real thing that happened okay, okay. um but the i the the story goes is the inmate broke out escaped from the insane asylum um he went into the woods and then he kind of um he broke into the little nunnery like the little like church thing mm-hmm. and he basically just like spent a night just fucking unleashing total hell raping all the nuns Jesus. fucking oh slaughtering them just basically just spent a nice night of just fucking sin and debauchery yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and you know basically and then so the nuns still kind of haunt those grounds and yeah. you know um there was a <laughs> there was another one another story where a Dude, for some reason, this fucking nunnery is just getting attacked. Yeah. But one of the nuns was um, became pregnant by uh, uh, a priest okay. who was in the you know this little church. She ended up uh, committing suicide and hung herself mm-hmm. uh, right outside the nunnery. Um, and then what else? Oh, there was another one where it was like, some nuns were walking down the street and a car came out of nowhere and just fucking ran them right the fuck over. And now all you see at night is just some nuns kind of walking around, waving down vehicles and stuff like that. And this is all on Dudley road because, yeah, because, pretty it, much. because it's near the nunnery. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, when I went there, yeah. it was, it, you know, it Maybe the creepy. stories were getting to me, yeah. 
the setting, the set. Mm-hmm. It was at night. It was a fall day. Yeah, it felt eerie. It felt creepy. Yeah. You know, it had a, a sort of like, you know, flavor essence to it that just felt uneasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was creepy. Yeah. But people say people in the area are like claim they have seen shit there. So I don't know. I mean, it could be a number of things, right? Maybe they did see something. Maybe it's their eyes playing tricks on them. Maybe just the whole, like, when you're in, I know at least when you're in New England in fall and there's that biting weather that just starts to come in and, like, it's dark at night and it's get darker earlier and all this stuff and you're thinking about um, that, that time of year and the creepiness and, like, your mind plays tricks on you like more than it normally yeah. would at other times of the year because now you're thinking about Halloween and people are decorating their houses and crazy things and scary and all it's just always on your mind around here at that time you know it's like, it's hard to get away from it and, and like, like every horror movie is like basically it looks like Halloween New England it's like the trees all have no leaves yeah. you know it's dark and it's cold and spooky and it's like it just brings sure. that culture yeah. environment in your brain you're like oh shit definitely definitely so i in doing research for this episode i started obviously with places and things that i was familiar with that i'd heard like growing up and when i was like more interested in scaring myself and the spooky happenings that go along um i found some other stuff that i had no clue about and one of those, I don't know if you guys have heard about this thing, but it's the Hoosick Tunnel. Yeah. You know about the Hoosick Tunnel? Yeah. I don't, I've it's never heard It's in between this. North Adams and Florida, right? That is correct. Yeah. 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 I'd never heard of this, and it's actually a pretty interesting piece of history, nonetheless. Um, but it is a 4.75-mile railroad tunnel that goes through a mountain range, which is known as the Hoosick Range, yeah. which is an extension of Vermont's Green Mountains. And it connects on one side with North Adams, Massachusetts, and on the other side, Florida, Massachusetts. It's a four-mile tunnel? 4.75-mile railroad tunnel. Holy shit. That goes through a mountain. So at the time that it was built, it was the second largest mountain railroad tunnel after some crazy eight-and-a-half-mile tunnel that's through the French Alps called the Mount Cenis Tunnel. Which I thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah, like, so it's the biggest tunnel in the country. It, at, at the time, time, it was the biggest railroad tunnel through a mountain in a country. Yeah, and to this day, it's the sixth longest tunnel in North America. Damn. Yeah. So does uh, the train still go through it? I don't know. Probably. I would. I would think so. You think something that long? You have to have like fucking like vents to get like oxygen that there deep are, right there are vents damn and dude. i'm gonna talk about one of the crazy incidents that happened during the creation of one of these vents yeah so um uh for some more background Husik is algonquian for place of stones just a you know fun fact there um and another <coughs> thing that happened was a lot of accidents during the construction of this tunnel well of course Considering it was built in um, the 1860s, Damn. and technology and everything, and this how they're how they're building it, and how do you the, build a tunnel like that in 1860? Ah, uh, yes, that yeah. So by using gunpowder and nitroglycerin, <laughs> jeez, yeah, and um, because of the method that they used to build this tunnel, it created a lot of deaths. So 
when I was reading, it said that there was over 200 deaths during the construction of the tunnel. Damn. I also saw another source that said there was only 196, but that's still crazy. It's still a lot of dead Nonetheless, people. that's a lot of you know dead people from creating this massive tunnel, right? Yeah. Um, it was basically like the big dig of its time, if you will. Yeah. And um, one of the stories that I found was uh, in 1865, a demolitions expert named Ringo Kelly accidentally set off an explosion early, and it killed two of his coworkers. So Kelly got the hell out of town because he didn't want to, you know, get in trouble for killing these two guys. Yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless, it was an accident, but whatever. Either way, one year later, Kelly's body was found at the same spot where the two guys that he accidentally killed died. Damn. He'd been strangled. And though police determined that he died between midnight and 3 a.m., they found no footprints or other clues of his death. Ghost killed him. Yeah, so, it, like, regardless of the fact that, like, there is a bunch of deaths in this tunnel during the construction, that's just a spooky thing in and of itself. And because of, um, uh, because of all the deaths because and all the, the crap that happened, the, the, the tunnel is nicknamed the bloody tunnel. The bloody tunnel. You know, so, obviously when you have blood involved and spooky games, then <laughs> yeah. you're going to have a bunch of other like hauntings and things that like were attached to it. The other big incident that happened, um, which I was talking about the vents, like how you, Oh, there must be a vent inside that thing. So what happened was, um, this was probably the biggest accident that killed the most people at once. And it was on October 17th, 1867. They were digging a vertical exhaust shaft and while they were digging, a candle ignited fumes that were leaking from a lamp and caused an explosion that set the hoist on fire and it collapsed, falling into the tunnel. So there were four guys at the top of the shaft who were able to escape, but there were 13 men down below and they became trapped when the hoist exploded. Damn. So at that time, in the whole mess of everything blowing up, there was water pumps that were used to extract the water as they were digging and those pumps failed. So now it collapsed and now water starts filling up in the tunnel oh, that they're digging, fuck that shit. which is freaking crazy. And then <clears throat> the next day they lowered a guy down to see if there were any survivors and he couldn't stay down for long because the fumes were still gnarly and he got raised up, but he was like, yeah, there's like nobody survived. So um, several months later, they were actually able to dig back down and they get to the bottom of the shaft and they discovered that there were actually a couple of survivors and they built a raft. Okay. But they did end up dying because the fumes eventually got to them. That sucks. Yeah. And so in that a whole terrible way to go. Yeah, dude. Insane, man. Insane. Ugh, it sucks so much. All this to build a stupid tunnel? To build a tunnel, yeah. You couldn't just divert the tracks around it, man? Like- so, I, I actually started watching a small... Do- <laughs> I went down some crazy rabbit holes when researching this. <laughs> and I started watching this small documentary on the building of the tunnel. And the reason that they were building this tunnel was because... Um, the guy, I forget his name, but he's uh, he's from Fitchburg, Massachusetts. And he, he's like... Crocker... 
Like you, if you've heard that, if you're from Fitchburg, you've heard the name Crocker because like there's a field named out, uh, the high school football field is named after him and there's other stuff named after him. He was this big like business tycoon guy from back in the day. And what he had to do originally was he had to ship his materials from Fitchburg to Boston. And then from Boston, that would get shipped to Albany, New York. But if you look on the map, Fitchburg is actually closer to New York if you can go um, straight west. But at the time, there was no railroad that went through that way. So he was one of the guys who was like spearheading this whole thing of cutting through the mountain so that you can get your stuff to New York quicker on, on the railroad. For cheaper business practices. Yeah, rather than having to ship it east to Boston and then back west through the uh, the, the normal railroad at the time, which ran like parallel to whatever the mass pike is, you know, route 90 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So in this, like the the bloody tunnel, you've got all these deaths and everything. And then since the tunnel was um, created, there's been 30 people that have either died or disappeared in the tunnel since that time. Fuck that shit. Yeah. So there's a lot of deaths and weird, mysterious things associated with the tunnel, which then lead a lot of people to seeing apparitions, headless ghosts, ghosts in mining gear, uh, blue phantoms, small black whispering shapes and things moving around the area inside the tunnel. Um, And like I was saying before, when you've got something called the bloody tunnel, it's in New England, there's a bunch of mysterious deaths connected to it, you're going to get like spooky stories that come out of it, right? Dude, there's a tunnel in Clinton, but it's small. And it's like an old, like railroad tunnel. There's no more tracks or anything. But that's where I used to catch frogs when I was a kid. Yeah. And that shit was horrifying. And it was only a hundred yards. You could usually see the end of the tunnel, like yeah. far away. I can't imagine four miles, dude. Yeah. Four miles. Almost five miles, man. And this is back in five the late eighteen hundreds. Like, what did they have for lights in there? I don't know. Lamps, you know? dude. They had yeah. lamps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like fire lamps. Fucking Back to the Future tunnel, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude, five mile long tunnel must be. If you went in, like, just think of walking five miles. Like, yeah. how That's long does that take? Crazy. How long does it? Like, if you heard something while you're like two and a half miles in, you're like twenty minutes away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, easily. Like a twenty minute walk. Fuck that shit. If you just heard like a growl. Like two miles in, or, or <laughs> fuck, you, I'm dead. If you saw a, a mining um, ghost with glowing eyes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's scarier, a mining ghost with glowing eyes or a dark, shadowy thing whispering. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I think I'd be more afraid of the whispering dark shadow. Like, psst, 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 psst. <laughs> Speaking tongue or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, 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 nope. All the nopes right there, man. Oh, fuck that yeah. shit. Yeah. Your bat, your dude, your flashlight dies. Oh man, two miles in, you're done. You're oh. done. That's it. Just hold the wall and start walking one direction. Yeah, <laughs> it must be so dark in there. No light at all. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Ham, you you come across any other interesting things? Uh well, there was. I mean, our hometown. Yep, Leominster, Massachusetts. Yep, shout out. Um. There is a house on Orchard Street that was featured in the television show Ghost Hunters. Ooh, ghost shows. Yeah. Um, 
I remember watching this episode and I was like super stoked to see like, yeah, Lemonster, yeah. you know, cool. Let's see what happens. So why was the house supposed to be haunted? Uh, that is a good question. I think the idea was, let's see. Let me just refer to my notes here. Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know who we really should have had on this episode? Noah. Noah. We should have had Noah on this episode. We should have had Noah. He would have known all this stuff. He's watched so many ghost shows, it's not even... He's a believer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I fucking... He was (laughs) telling... He came up after watching a couple episodes, and it was kind of like dark out, and he came up, and he was like talking about ghosts. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I hear things sometimes. Like, just as, like, small talk. Yeah. And then he's, like, he, like, went completely blank. He's like, what do you mean? Like, what kind of things have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, and then I told him, like, something about, like, oh, yeah, I hear people, like, walking up and down the stairs. No one's there. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, wait, really? And he's, like, completely afraid to go down the stairs. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't, I'm, I'm a little freaked out. I don't want to go down those stairs now, man. I'm scared. I'm like, shit, bro. Dude, I used He's to be. He's a believer, dude. I used to be scared because my grandfather would always tell us scary stories about how our house was haunted and everything, uh, and like. I mean, your house, the house you grew up in, is old and fucking creepy, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's less creepier now that my parents have remodeled most of it and everything. Sure, yeah. But when we were younger, it was creepy as shit, man. It's old, it was like yeah. super old, like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, something yeah. like that, and you know, dirt, crazy dirt basements yeah your basement like, is scary that's for oh, sure basement's super scary man it's fucking dirt floors <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh man yeah but yeah ne- yeah we should get noah on for a whole you know ghost episode ghost crypto you know cryptid episode and all that stuff so on the the ghost hunter show uh i mean aside from the classic like some stuff picking up on their fucking pke and giga meters and yeah. then like some movement and noises some nothing orbs, perhaps yeah nothing too like crazy obviously yeah you know because half that shit is fake and staged and it's all bullshit oh yeah they're yeah. so popular though yeah if they weren't they wouldn't be on it's crazy yeah, yeah people fucking people fucking just like shit. to think that they believe it i don't know i don't get it yep um but what about i mean shit what about lizzie borden yeah Fall I mean, river right yeah yeah you know Lizzie Borden? That's the one that axed. That she axed everybody. She axed everybody. <laughs> what did she ax them? <laughs> what did she ask them? <laughs> what kind of question did she ask? <laughs> she was put on trial. Um, well, that's what you get in, for asking. What eighteen ninety three, June of eighteen ninety three, something like that. All right, and she, so she, yeah, she was. She was charged with murdering her family in her house with a with an axe. Yeah. And not just like, you know, a quick axe to the head or, you know, one to the chest cavity. Like, several hits, like, just yeah. brutally mutilating these bodies with an axe. Um, she was... Uh, she was later acquitted of okay. these charges. No way. But l- she lived like the rest of her life. Like everybody was just like giving her shit. 
Um, so was it somebody? Did somebody else murder her family with an axe, and then she got blamed for it, or like how? What? what how did that all shake down? Because I've heard this story obviously when I was younger, and we look. I remember we looked up like, oh, you could stay in the Lizzie Borden house and everything, like spend a night there, and that's where they were murdered in the house. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the house that where it all went down. Yeah, Damn. looking at a picture of her, she kind of looks like she would do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so here's how the story goes. Okay. So, on a Thursday morning, it was August 4th, 1892, okay, Mr. Borden, Lizzie's father, left his home to basically go conduct some business, um, leaving the house with uh, his wife, an Irish maid, Lizzie, okay, Uh, her sister Emma was actually away for some reason on that day, um, not in the house, okay. When the father, Mr. Borden, returned, okay, he basically sat down on the couch, kind of dozed off, took a little bit of nap, took a nap. Approximately around 11.15 a.m., according to Lizzie herself, Mm -hmm. all right, (laughs) she discovered her father dead, okay? Uh, He was repeatedly struck in the head with a sharp instrument, okay? Upstairs... Her mother was found even more brutally mutilated. Okay. Upon examination from the uh, like the police or you know some doctors or something, they it did prove that her death was um, after her father. So the wife died after the husband. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, by about an hour. So mm-hmm. there was an hour difference, like. Um, between their deaths okay it was found that lizzie had tried to purchase some prussic acid which is a poison Mm. uh on the day before on on august 3rd and a few days later she was alleged to have burned a dress inside the stove okay um let's see there was no weapon found at the murder scene, um, just an axe that was in the basement, and that was kind of what was suspected as the instrument that mm-hmm. struck the bodies, okay? She was put on trial, and those were kind of like the the big uh, prosecuting facts of mm-hmm. like the poison, burning the dress, and all that stuff, but still, there was nothing that they could... They didn't have an actual bloody axe? No. And like, you yeah, know. Imagine if she buried that in the backyard and someone found it right now. It's like, oh, this is the Lizzie Borden axe. Dude. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> shitload of money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was. So the trial happened in June. She was acquitted. Um, there was like no real like circum. There was the evidence was circumstantial. Yeah. Like, it was just. Um, so she was kind of. She lived in isolation until she died in 1927. Jeez. Now you can go to this house. Oh yeah. You can go to the Borden house. You can you can still go there. They have this uh, a bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know you can uh, stay the night there. And there has been some testimonies where they hear the screams of the victims and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a uh, this. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, this I don't know what you would call this, but it. So Lizzie Borden. Gave her mother 40 racks. And when she saw what she had done, she gave her father 
41. Yeah. Yeah, that little yeah, I heard that like a nursery rhyme thing, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like evil nursery rhyme. Aren't yeah. they all evil in a way? Like ring around the rosy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like yeah, small That's the bubonic plague, or isn't bubonic it? plague, yeah, yeah. Pocket oh, full boy. of posies was like you'd put the flowers because people would smell so bad and the smell of death everywhere. Yeah. Hmm. Ashes, ashes, we all, they burned the bodies. Yeah. Yeah, kids sing that stuff, man. Yeah, and yeah. it's dark as hell. Do Super they now, dark. though? I don't know. Is that still something kids sing? Yeah, if I saw us. three kids like <laughs> holding hands, spinning in circles, singing that song, I'd be scared. Dude, we like, used to do that when we were kids, bro. man. Like, Ring around the then, rosy. <laughs> That's super fucking That's like from freaky. like scary movies. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, kids are super scary, man. Well, the twins from The Shining. Yeah. Perfect example. My God. Yeah. Um, okay. Here, what I want to, let's go into the triangle. Let's go into what, what else you have. So, you, and then I want to talk about personal ghost stories. Okay. Yeah. So, since we're in Fall River and we're now, that's where we've journeyed to. Oh, this shit. brings us to the Bridgewater Triangle, okay? Which I've never heard of this before. Never this heard of it either. So I had heard of the Bridgewater Triangle um, a few years ago. I listened to a podcast on it, and I kind of forgot about it after listening to it. And then once I was researching stuff today, it kept popping up in my searches. The Bridgewater Triangle I've seen it I was like, when I was doing research, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I remember the Bridgewater Triangle now, and to explain it to people. It's obviously similar to you hear the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, there's also supposedly another one that's in Vermont called the Bennington Triangle. <laughs> but for today's purposes, we're just going to talk Bridgewater Triangle because there's a lot of ground to cover, which we could literally do multiple podcasts on Bridgewater really? Triangle. But I'm going to bring us through some of the hot takes, some of the hot spots, all the highlights, you know. Um, so it's a 200 square mile area in southeastern Massachusetts, close to the Rhode Island border, and it encompasses the towns of Abington, Rehoboth, and Freetown at the points of the triangle. That's huge. 200 it's a, square miles. It's a really large area, and there's a bunch of towns inside that triangle, okay? So I'm right. not going to go through the whole... Which like, people live in. Which people live in, yeah, Because exactly. normal towns. But it's a hot spot for paranormal activity, alien abductions, cryptozoology stuff, like all that's anything that you would think that falls into it this category in it happens in that triangle okay and the the term was first coined by lauren coleman who is a cryptozoologist in his book mysterious america in the 1970s and in general people report orbs giant snakes ufos Puckwudgies, poltergeists, balls of fire, <laughs> Bigfoot-like creatures, thunderbirds, animal mutilations, Native American curses, all that stuff. Oh my god. In the Bridgewater Triangle. That's okay? a lot of conflict of like... That's everything, dude. That's, that's everything. All the stuff. <laughs> I wonder if these things ever fight each other, like Bigfoot versus aliens. No, oh. that's something that I would pay to see. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot. Some people say Bigfoot is an alien. Yeah, an interdimensional time-traveling alien, man. Yeah. So, and, and that's why he's so elusive. Um, so, I've got some notable places inside the Bridgewater Triangle. Okay. First place we're hitting is the Hockamock Swamp. Okay. Which translates to place where spirits dwell. Mm. And most common occurrences in the swamp include a feeling of being watched, which, from what I found from this guy who was writing about 
the Hockamock Swamp, and he was talking to different people from the area, that people will report this, like the feelings of being watched in the swamp, like hikers and fishermen and like wildlife people who don't even know about the Bridgewater Triangle. But there's like, man, there's like weird stuff around here. It's eerie. Like it feels eerie. So they have like no pre-connotations of like the whole mysterious happenings. Which is kind of interesting, but you could say that about any time you're hiking or fishing or camping. Or swamps are stuff. weird. Swamps yeah, are fucking and creepy. Swamps in particular are creepy and weird, you know, but nature yeah. in general is like, it can be creepy and weird at Dude, times. Why are swamps creepy? They're literally woods, it's just wet woods. Dude, I, I don't know if it's like the old swamp thing and like. It's burning your brain. Oh, yeah. Things are just creepy. It's weird. Yep. I mean, you just, you're adding another level of something that you can't see that's lurking beneath you yeah it's true. you know yeah. like a monster could just be lying in the wo- the mud or something and yeah it's it's mucky and dirty and the Plus, whole swamp gas and light reflecting off the swamp gas and everything swamp gas. yeah dude you never heard about swamp gas no man <laughs> preach oh, baby boy. yeah dude swamp i mean that's what a lot of people like um it's an excuse for like, oh, there was no aliens or like any creepy stuff. It was just swamp gas and light reflecting off swamp gas. Wasn't that a, a Men in Black like Agent K was telling like the Probably. local population like after deneuralizing them like oh, definitely swamp some gas. light some swamp gas yes. trapped and made a bubble and like <laughs> no, that, that, that's exactly where that comes from. Um, there's been like other accounts inside the uh, in the, in the swamp. I, I found one that was like uh, a Norton police sergeant in 1971 was driving along Winter Street in Mansfield towards towards his home in Easton. As he approached a place known locally as Bird Hill, ah. at the edge of the swamp, he was suddenly confronted by a tremendous winged creature over six feet tall with a wingspan of eight to twelve feet. And that's one of your Thunderbirds. I read that too. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty crazy. Um, I don't know, man. It's a police sergeant. He's a pretty reputable guy, right? (laughs) (laughs) When was this? The 70s? That was in the 70s, yeah. I was reading a lot of these um, urban legends, and I noticed a lot of them happened in the 70s. And I was like, what's up with the 70s, man? Yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of this stuff definitely starts to pop up around that time. Just drugs, man. It's, All the pro- drugs. it's partial, probably that. You Guy know. was tripping on acid. He's a cop. Sleep deprivation. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Overworked. All that stuff. Um. So the next thing was kind of interesting. It was this p- place called Dighton Rock, and it's really weird um, when you think about it. Cause, so it's a five foot tall, ten foot long rock that was discovered in 1680 by this guy john danforth and so we're 1680s here okay this is before america was you know the united states of america yeah all that stuff so he discovers this rock this giant rock in the water and on it there's carvings of primary lines geometric shapes schematic drawings of people and like some writing and stuff on it and to this day nobody knows really who made these drawings on They're the still rock. there? So, um, yeah, for for most of the lo- for most of the history of the rock, it was left in that Taunton River where he found it. And then eventually they were able to move it and it's in a small museum now. Whoa. Yeah, so you can go to the area. It's called Dighton Rock State Park and you can actually go into this little museum that's in the state park and look at the rock. 
What? I want to go look at that rock. Yeah, yeah. In, from 1780s, he's From saw? 1680s. 1680s. Yeah, a, a rock with crazy drawings on it that was in a river. In a river. Yeah. And so they pulled the rock out of the river, and then they put it in the museum, and that happened in the 1960s. Wow. But people obviously have theories for how those drawings get there. So um, John Danforth, the guy that found it, his theory was that Native Americans did it, <laughs> and, which is probably n- the case. Right one, most you know probable I mean? for that, sure. Exactly. Makes sense, I guess. Like or- Occam's Razor. It looks like uh, you know it was like a depiction of some kind of battle that they had with like you know warring tribes or something like that. Um, but other people say it could have been ancient Phoenicians or possibly Vikings, or. Aliens, aliens, <laughs> oh, God. and I'm kind of leaning towards that alien thing, man. If you definitely look up, aliens, if you look up pictures of this thing, it's a pretty crazy, like weird drawing. Oh, it's elaborate. It's not super elaborate, but it's like it's definitely things that kind of look like people, and then there's some weird lines and geometric shapes and stuff. Like it's almost hieroglyphic, maybe, but not like it's pretty crazy. Damn. And that is also, this rock was located within the Bridgewater Triangle. Of okay? course. Yeah, yeah. so the, that's that's what we're going through here. So um, another notable part in the Bridgewater Triangle is the Freetown Fall River State <clears throat> Forest. And it's supposed to be one of the most haunted forests in the world. And like most haunted places, it's got cult activity, including animal sacrifice, <laughs> ritualistic murders committed by Satanists, a uh, number of gangland murders and suicides that have happened all in this forest. Jesus Christ. I know. it's There's all these, like, why is it all, like, murders and sex rituals and animal sacrifice? Like, in all these places, man. Because it's secluded, man. It's out, <laughs> it's out of town. Oh, it's crazy. So, um, inside the that state forest there's this place called profile rock i don't know if you guys have ever heard of this no so i i hadn't heard of this either but um it's pretty much massachusetts version of like the old man in the mountain oh yeah like so new hampshire if you're if anybody's familiar with new hampshire the whole thing with old man in the mountain is in the white mountains there was this giant profile of like an old man and Sometime years ago, it crumbled, and you really can't see it anymore. But right. it's basically the symbol of New Hampshire. It's like on all the license plates, and anytime you see anything that has to do New Hampshire, it's Old Man it's Mountain. There. So this is like Profile Rock is Massachusetts Old Man in the Mountain, and in connection with this rock, um, which is found in Old Joshua's Mountain, there's reported sightings of a man sitting or meditating on top of the on top of like the face or like standing on top of the face and like you know ghostly kind of guy and it is said that that guy is um metacom which was a native american he was also known by his adopted english name as king philip and he Ah. was an elected chief to the wampanoag people so there's a whole story with the Wampanoag people, and if you guys have ever heard the Wampum Belt story, I'm not super familiar with it, but I do remember hearing about that when I was a kid. The, there was something between the settlers and the Wampanoag tribe, and they lost the Wampum Belt, and then there was this whole like conflict that happened and everything, and um, King Philip obviously ended up dying, or Metacom, as his that was his 
given name or whatever. And uh, he sits on top of that rock, and people say that they see him every now and then. If you if mm. you go over and check out, that'd be crazy. If that yeah, was real. yeah, at the profile rock. I know King Philip's War was like in Lancaster area. Yeah, that was probably. And that was like, that was about. I don't know exactly what it was about, but that was a war that happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think something about kidnapping somebody and like. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. So there, there's plenty of other stories of stuff that happened in the Bridgewater Triangle, but I've got one left, which kind of blew my mind a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and I started, I thought it was a very s- simple thing. Like when I, I saw this on one website and it was like, oh, there's this place called the, Soli- the Solitude Stone and it has this carving on it. I was like, all right, whatever. Like it's kind of... You know, but I had to look it up. I had to see like what the hell is the Sawtooth Stone? What is this carving and all this stuff? There was also something that it was known as the Suicide Stone. Why is that? Like I saw it on this one thing, and they didn't really um, describe it well. So I had to go look through other sources, and then I found this one thing that actually goes through the whole story of how the stone was found and everything. So um, the Sawtooth Stone is an inscribed stone which went undiscovered for 80 years until it was found near the body of a missing girl in 1916. Okay. Yikes. So this is kind of a crazy story, but um, this woman or girl, either way, Evelyn Packard went for a canoe trip by herself in on town river in West Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Just hours after she left, the canoe was found by two local boys who found her canoe floating in a lagoon. And when they found her canoe floating in the lagoon, obviously she was not there and the canoe was dry. So like you would think originally, oh, she fell in the water. But if she fell in the water, there'd be like a splash. You know, the the canoe would be like messed up or there'd be some weird struggle or you'd have a bunch of water in the canoe. But there was none of that. The canoe is dry. So either way, um, after the boys found that she was missing, the townspeople are going crazy, and they dragged to the lake and found nothing. No body, whatever. So they continue the search in the surrounding area, and um, three days later, after she goes missing, there was a local newspaper reporter, and he found this stone when he, he sat down to take a break while while looking for her in the woods. And, he, and he's like, wait a minute, there's something on top. Like, there's something here. There's something written here. And he, like, uncovers the vines and the moss that are growing over the stone. And there's actually, like, writing on it, like, that had been inscribed. So he, like, kind of, after he clears it all out, it's this this poem. And it says, All ye who in future days walk by Nuncatesset stream, love not him who hummed his lay, cheerful to the parting beam, but the beauty that he wooed. Weird. Very weird. Okay. <laughs> okay. He wrote that on a stone? <laughs> that was all written on a stone. And um, so what in that he found, this reporter found while searching for the missing girl. Shortly after discovering the stone, um, they found the girl, her body dead underneath a, a bridge called Skim Milk Bridge, which was right by the stone. Skim milk? Skim milk like bridge. Like fat-free milk? But yeah, I didn't realize that skim milk went back to the early 1900s, but apparently... Skim milk. Yeah, skim right. milk. Okay. Water milk. Right. Yeah. 
So um, at, at the time, it was not known who wrote this in, this inscription, or like nobody knew like why like, and this dude would have never found it if he didn't take a break while he was looking for right. this missing girl. Like it could still be gone till this day. Like maybe nobody would have found it. So there was this local historian at the time who kind of got obsessed with it, and he was like, "I need to figure out who the hell wrote this inscription on the stone." And he figured it out. I don't know how he figured it out. Couldn't find how he figured it out. But he found that it was from the writing of Reverend Timothy Otis Payne of the New Church of Jerusalem, which I had never heard of the New Church of Jerusalem, but apparently it's a Christian-based religion, um, which is also based on the teachings of an occultist named Emanuel Swedenborg. Okay? Yep. So on this stone is writing by this reverend who is a member of this church and whose church is based on like it's based in Christianity but it's also based in the occult all right and apparently from that occult teacher Swedenborg he came up with this thing called the Swedenborg rite which was a fraternity that paralleled Freemasonry. <laughs> so now we're getting into Freemason territory, <laughs> okay? Right. Trying to follow you here. No, here so, we go. Yeah, so this is crazy. So the writing on the stone was from a guy who is a reverend uh, in this church who is based on Christianity, but also on this guy Swedenborg's um, uh, Swedenborg, who made the Swedenborg Rite, which had to do with Freemasonry, okay? okay. So... Then you start to think, okay, was this reverend guy a member of the Swedenborg Rite? And was like he possibly like in the occult? And was he related to the Freemasons and everything? Which is what you would think is probably the case when you'll hear what I'm going to say about this reverend next, okay? This reverend was at the time also the world's leading Egyptologist, okay? What the f- yeah. what the no, fuck? No, this is crazy, dude. This is crazy. So this guy who wrote this thing on the stone, which was found by the newspaper reporter who was looking for this missing girl, <clears throat> was the a part of this weird religion and cult thing and also the world's leading Egyptologist. And Egyptology was very important to the Freemasons, if you know anything about the Freemasons. So um, one of this guy's claims to fame is that... Uh, he translated the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Mm. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. So this really has nothing to do with the missing girl or anything, but to this day, they never actually found out what happened to the girl, why she went missing, why she was, like, why there was no sign of any struggle or anything like that. They just found her body somewhere near this stone, which is connected to this crazy you know, reverend guy who also was right. an Egyptologist and like kind of in this weird occulty religion, but and translating the book of the goddamn and, dead and translating the book of the dead. And this all happened in the Bridgewater triangle. Okay? Imagine translating the book of the dead, but you translate the whole book and then you translate the title of the book at the end. You're like, Oh fuck. <laughs> so you're like reading all right. the script and the last thing you translate book of the, Oh shit. This is the book of the dead. I translated this whole thing. I'm like shit. All the spirits, man. I let them all out. So the last part of this story is why the solitude stone is also known as the suicide, the suicide stone. And, um, it goes back to this photo, which is at the West Bridgewater Library, and whoever owned the photo had inscribed in the left-hand corner the name of the locally famous landmark, but curiously, the former owner did not write the Solitude Stone, he wrote the Suicide Stone. 
So at some point, um, they this that what is now known as the Solitude Stone was referred to as the Suicide Stone. And it is unknown how many suicides it took for the Solitude Stone to earn its grisly nickname. But in 1880, a heartbroken young man by the name of John Crane shot himself in the head near it in 1880. <laughs> um, and uh, the bridge nearby had a reputation for suicide. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. So suicide. Stone. So a lot of weird stuff connected to that stone with the and with the poem. So on it was there. the stone huge? No, uh, no, not really huge. It was probably, I don't know, the, like, enough to write a poem on it. Enough to write, uh, yeah, to carve a poem into it, but not yeah. not gigantic though. Not not as big as the um, the Dighton Rock. Yeah, dang. Yeah. Now, can you go see that, or is that like missing? Or no, that... you, yeah, you can still go see the um, the Solitude Stone. Damn. Yep. I want to go see that shit too. Yeah. So many stones I had to go look at. I should look at these <laughs> stones while being stoned. <sighs> yeah so i mean that's pretty much like there was a lot of stuff to research for this episode and we can like i mean we're we're definitely going to do more halloween episodes and i think we should get my brother on for a a crazy uh you know nice ghost that would be good ghost episode and 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 do some some cryptid stuff and all that but definitely yeah yeah urban legends and, and weird stories in new england there is uh there's way too many of them <laughs> it's a shitload yeah 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 so what do you guys got you guys got anything else for this one i mean i had stuff just small tidbits about monsters and stuff yeah but um a lot of my stuff kind of overlapped with what we we went through the yeah. other night with like sea monsters mm-hmm. around new england and sasquatch yeah and sasquatch is obviously like a big ticket all around the world yeah you know? everybody's every everyone local, talks about sasquatch yeah everybody locally has their own sasquatch story right but apparently when we, we went to a convention the other day they talked about how the quabbin hold on uh <coughs> sorry talked about how the quabbin reservoir is like a hot ticket when it comes to Sasquatch sightings, right? Yeah, yeah. And at a very particular like junction of the two rivers, yeah. at the Y intersection, <laughs> there's like two rivers that convulge, and there's like a Y there, and there was two fishermen fishing, and they saw a giant ten foot Sasquatch duck over a bridge, and you know they were so scared, they were like they couldn't move and all this bullshit, but apparently like. The Quabbin is closed to the people where you can't, like, walk around the Quabbin as much because of 9-11. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember you used to be able to walk around that place. You walk, like, I guess you can't now. Yeah. I mean, I don't really go to the Quabbin, so I don't really know about it. But So because you can't see it a lot, you can't go there a lot, there's a lot of sightings from people sneaking into the Quabbin okay. saying that, that's like Sasquatch's home now. They closed it down because that's they, where Sasquatch is like nesting or whatever. Yeah, that's where he lives or some <laughs> shit. Oh, that's fucking it funny. It's kind of ridiculous, but surprisingly, a lot of Sasquatch sightings in and around Massachusetts, just in New England area in general. Yeah. I was surprised, but I mean, like a pe- lot in like the northwestern like border of massachusetts and vermont that makes sense a lot of trees a lot of woods there hunting there's probably more people out in the woods exactly yeah but i mean i don't know i could go in pretty deep with sasquatch 
Uh, yeah, that's a whole other. You can do Sasquatch episodes and like. I, yeah, I think we we've got we covered a a, a wide range here. Yeah, yeah for sure. We yeah. can do some more episodes down the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But one mm-hmm. thing I like, I would love to get someone who like wants to do Sasquatch, talk about Sasquatch, but more science Sasquatch. Yeah, and like, like I've heard some things about how like there's just naturally like this giant ape from evolution that just lives in the woods and yeah. like that's that would make more sense for sure like an yeah. evolutionary like giant ape that is like a fucking and lives in a temperate area like whatever the woods yeah. and shit it's strange that makes more sense than fucking this crazy monster that everyone sees but can never get on tape and <laughs> yeah i mean it's more, it probably um makes more sense that he is some kind of interdimensional uh <laughs> you know tra- time traveling alien. Uh, alien ape creature who just know? messes with fucking photo lenses exactly it's all blurry exactly <laughs> <laughs> what was that mitch hedberg joke Bigfoot actually is blurry. <laughs> Perfect. Which is even more scary because yeah. there's a large out of focus monster roaming the countryside. <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. Alright, well, um, well we'll catch you guys on the other side of this uh, this little ditty. Yeah, see you later. Stay spooky. episode guys you know new england is fucked up <laughs> well fucked up shit going yeah, on in here some crazy stuff to happen old man. And dark god yeah. no wonder people drink so much i know <laughs> <laughs> it's dark and scary outside right now man it's coming i know so we got some qc do we have a little QC? I mean, I I'm not QCing any of my stuff because I'm I think it's all fact. I think that's everything, spooky. <laughs> everything is real, man. <laughs> everything is real. I believe in it you all, have man. No QC set. I have, n- I have nothing to. That's, that's a little scary. That's the Shyamalan twist at the end there. I'm not Shyamalan, ding dong. All right, I have one QC, all one right. one quality control. Okay. Uh I I noticed through the listen back that I botched the fact. Well, one of the facts of the Lizzie Borden story. I mean, I botched the whole goddamn thing. But yeah. one of them was 
So the mother died before the father. Okay. Okay. All right. Hence the the nursery. She got forty wax, then saw the father, gave the father forty one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. But that's it. Okay. Cool. James, how do how do you feel about that whole thing? I felt that that was a good episode. It was scary. I learned a lot of stuff. I need to go to a couple museums now. Check out some rocks with writing on them. Hell yeah, man! I'm definitely going to see that shit because that's wild. And I kind of want to go to the Hoosick Tunnel and just see how long that shit is. Yeah. And it's like. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was, yeah. I mean, I didn't know about any of that shit, really. <laughs> I didn't know about, like, any of that shit, so. Dude, yeah, all that spider gate The spider gate man. shit was yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. I know. So, yeah, I learned some stuff. Cool stuff, man. All right, so. All right. We hope you all have a happy Halloween. Mm. You know, eat some candy, you know, be nice to people. Don't yep. Don't give out too many tricks. Give out some nice treats. treats. Give out real goddamn candy. Seriously. Don't fucking give, like, apples and yeah. celery sticks and shit like that. Kids you don't eat them. You will get your your house toilet papered and egged, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Remember. Fair warning. Exactly. All right? You'll be that person. Yeah. And have fun. Yeah. Eat a cider donut or something. And be safe. Cider yeah. donuts. Maybe liquor it up a little bit. Yeah. But dress up. Dress up. Yeah. Keep this tradition going. You don't Co- want to quit. Costumes mandatory. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you all our, our spooky costumes post-Halloween. Indeed. Yeah. It's a surprise. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to our podcast. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Sausage candles.